Welcome to the Analysis Mason podcast. My name is Simon Lunn. I'm a senior analyst in the Analysis Mason consumer practice. Today, I'll be discussing consumer digital healthcare with senior analyst Inigo Barker, who was the principal author of a recent series of reports on the opportunities for operators in consumer digital healthcare. The full written version of the associated article to this podcast is available to access and download from the Analysis Mason website for free. The full versions of the case study reports and short reports are available to subscribers of the Analysis Mason Digital Services Programme. So hello, Inigo, welcome to the podcast. Could you just give us a short introduction on what you're going to talk about today? Thanks, Simon. Yes, today I want to talk about some recent research we've done, which aims to flesh out the full opportunity for telecoms operators in in direct-to-consumer digital healthcare. Um, consumer digital healthcare is a growing multi-billion industry that is adjacent to telecoms and it presents operators with an opportunity to diversify revenues and gain a greater share of both consumer wallet and attention. And significantly, the COVID-19 pandemic has stimulated industry growth by increasing consumer demand and stakeholder support, as well as bringing down some of the regulatory barriers. Now, in order to better understand what telecoms operators can do in consumer digital healthcare, we have broken um, it down into six service areas. These are number one, telehealth, by which you mean virtual consultations with medical professionals. Number two, wellness, by which we mean virtual support for everyday physical and mental health needs. Number three, is health data management, by which we mean active storage of personal health data to be shared with doctors at the discretion of consumers. Number four is health e-commerce, by which we mean online sales of pharmaceuticals and wellness products. Number five is health finance, by which we mean health-related financial products, such as health insurance, as well as dedicated platforms for the transfer of funds for healthcare-related services. And number six, the last one, is assisted living, by which we mean remote support via sensors for the elderly and also the chronically ill living at home. So I'm guessing, Inigo, that each service area um, you talked about there presents its own challenges and opportunities. Um, Could you give us a brief overview of of how operators can and should um, approach these service areas? Yes, in response to your first point, that's exactly right. Some areas like telehealth can be strictly regulated in terms of what kind of doctors that you can uh, virtually consult with and how you pay for the service, whereas other areas such as wellness have limited to no regulation worldwide. As for how operators can approach these different service areas, we identified two main approaches based on what operators are currently doing. The first of these is to build a multi-service proposition. This is a platform offering that spans many of these different service areas. Operators like Globe Telecom and Geo Platforms favor this kind of approach. So, for example, Globe Telecom's all-in-one app, HealthNow, enables users to hold video consultations with doctors, to order prescription medicines for delivery, and to store personal medical information. The second approach is to build service propositions that target a specific service area or market niche. Operators that opt for this approach vary greatly in terms of ambition. On the one hand, you've got Safaricom, which provides a platform that is focused on paying for healthcare services. So consumers can pay health insurance premiums and pay for hospitals and clinics for uh, services rendered. The platform is targeted towards a specific area within consumer healthcare, but it's by no means lacking in ambition or in scale. 
Safaricom has in fact expressed an interest in exporting platform across Africa um, and in acquiring a um, large network of partners to support the platform. By contrast, um, Proximus of Belgium runs a service called Doctor, and this focuses exclusively on telehealth. And the service is simple in design as well as in format. So users can sign in, they describe symptoms, they get contacted by a doctor for a video consultation, and they receive a certificate from the doctor afterwards. And at the moment, users can only speak to general practitioners. So it's quite limited in scope, as I was saying. So which of these two approaches then um, do we think is going to be more popular going forward? And is there an approach which is suited to a certain type of operator and I guess this might depend on geography and, and markets as well. Sure. So among the prof- uh, sorry, among the operators we we profiled um, in our case study report, um, building multi-service multi-service propositions is the more popular approach, and that's because we're still in the early stages of the development of this market. And the players moving into consumer digital healthcare are some of the more bullish, bolder players that are naturally taking a more bullish and bolder approach. Um, but as the situation develops, this might well change. Uh, we might well have um, operators uh, launching more cautious plays, so opting for the for the more cautious, concentrated service play. Um, now, this the approach of building multi-service propositions. Um, it's generally suited to operators with significant market scale and operators that are willing to actively seek out partners or are in a strong position to seek out partners because these platforms typically require large partnership bases. A lot of operators do not fit this bill. Uh, Players that do are often able to because of access to special assets that others lack. So to take an example, Geo Platforms offers a service called Geo Health Hub, a multi-service offering, and this enables customers, amongst other things, to conduct video consultations with doctors from a hospital in Mumbai that is in fact owned by GeoPlatforms' parent co, Reliance Industries. Now, concentrating on single services or in market niches is, we'd say, better suited to operators that are more cautious about the opportunity and operators that, that are also looking to experiment. Operators that take this approach also have the opportunity to transition their services from single service offerings into multi-service ones if they identify strong demand for one. Another reason why they might make this change is that multi-service offerings are harder to replicate and they can encourage more consistent service usage amongst customers. Okay, very interesting. So a final point I wanted to ask about is... um, are operators, uh, what are operators looking really to do with healthcare going forward? Uh, do you think operators are, u- are going to use healthcare as like a churn management tool, or is this going to be a strong revenue opportunity? In short, most don't see it as a as a churn management tool. Most see it purely as a way of generating revenue. KDDI is an exception to this. So this is one of the operators which we profile in the case study report. Um, KDDI um, has a service, a digital health, um, digital health insurance service, and monthly premiums are cheaper for KDDI telecoms customers. So it's using it to, as a retention tool. Um, and in fact, KDDI uses almost all of its digital services offerings as telecoms retention tools. And it's doing this because of high levels of competition uh, within the Japanese mobile market. As I was saying, operators are looking really to generate revenue from these services. Um, so they're not 
restricting uh, them to their existing telecoms customer bases. Some are considering pushing healthcare services into bundles with telecom services, but they're likely doing this in order to add another attractive route to market. I think most operators quite rightly feel that it would be a mistake to focus on selling services just to their existing telecoms bases, because at this stage in the game, scaling up is is really very important. Certainly a, a very exciting opportunity um, for operators. Uh, there's more content on this topic on the Analysis Mason website. Uh, to automatically receive future episodes, please subscribe to the Analysis Mason podcast. Thank you for listening.